For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Thinking of starting a podcast? We'll try Anchor. It's free, easy to use, and its creation tools allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or computer. It'll even take care of distribution for you with a single tap so you can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, Anchor is the only place you can publish video podcasts directly to Spotify. Man, you can even make money using Anchor in a couple of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. It's truly everything you need in one place to make a podcast. So make sure to go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another edition of the It's Cavalier podcast. As always, it's your boy Mac. Man, my fellow Cavs fans, tonight we saw the Cleveland Cavaliers do battle with what seems to be a real rival in a franchise that is the Toronto uh, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, tonight's loss has got me flustered already, as you guys can see. And I don't say that lightly. Um, tonight was was rough, man. Um I get it. I'm not going to sit here and try and make excuses about this loss. I'm just going to sit here and react and let you go, let you guys know my honest thoughts and opinion about this. But uh, this this was not a pretty one. But before we get into all that, um, we we know what this franchise has been about historically against Toronto. I mean, dating back to the LeBron James led Cavaliers who consistently beat up on the Raptors, uh, especially during his second stint with the team. Um, but we, we know what the history is here between these two franchises. And it's not necessarily a historical rivalry in a general sense, but it is starting to become one in, in, in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> um, it is definitely becoming something that is must see TV. But to my point, from 2014, from the 2014-2015 season all the way through the playoffs of the 2017-2018 season, the Cavs pretty much dominated the Raptors, compiling a record of 21-7 during that span of time. Not much of a rivalry at all, to be honest. It was literally just LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love, and company just absolutely destroying uh, Toronto, especially come postseason. It's one of those things which it just really was not a rivalry. But to me, this rivalry has really ignited following the drafting of Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes, the third and fourth picks in the 2021 draft, respectively. And let's call a spade spade here. Uh, you know, these two are forever going to be linked due to that. You know, and so each time the two play, all eyes are going to be on their respective teams. And like I said, this has now become appointment viewing. No matter the injuries, no matter who's in or who's out, no matter the lineups, it's always going to be a really fun game to watch on most nights. Tonight was not that. (laughs) Obviously, the Cavs did not manage to pull out a win, but it is always something that you have to tune in for because you never truly know what you're going to see. 
And since these two came into the league, meaning Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes, uh, Scotty Barnes, each contest has been pretty competitive with the exception of tonight. You know, the Cavs, as of now, as of tonight's game, have a three and three record against the Raptors since those two were drafted. And it really does feel like the start of one of the NBA's next great rivalries. It really has that feel to it, especially come postseason time. I cannot wait to see these teams come postseason time. Uh, assuming good health for both, I do think that this would be a six to seven game series. And honestly, I'm not quite sure at this point who wins that. Um, I'm going to obviously err on the side of the Cavs just because, you know, this is <laughs> my favorite team. But uh, I can't lie. I mean, Toronto is a lengthy, rough and tumble team who likes to play physical. They, they play some physical basketball. I mean, hell, we saw that in the first fucking game of the season against Darius Garland, who got poked in the eye by Gary Chen Jr. That's my one. That's my one. I got to mention it every single episode. <laughs> the crazy thing, though, is that it's not just those two that this rivalry has, has really been about. Uh, and although Mobley played pretty well tonight, probably the best Cavalier out on the floor as he finished with his fifth double-double in his last seven games, totaling 18 points, 15 rebounds, and two blocks. And Scotty Barnes was, you know, he was pretty solid off the bench for Toronto. Um, he wasn't exceptional by any means, but I still felt like he had a fairly good game, especially on the defensive end. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit about what what they were able to do on the defensive end. But Barnes finished with 11 points, four rebounds, and five assists on five and 12 shooting. It also chipped in three blocks and a steal. Like, like I said, these, these dudes are lengthy, they're long, and they play some, they play in a physical, annoying brand of defense. And that was honestly the case tonight as they were able to shut down more than a few calves. Um, you know, Pascal Siakam, though, was perhaps the best player on the court, though. Uh, that I mean, that dude was making some tough baskets. Um, you know, it almost seemed like it didn't matter who the Cavs def- who had out there defending him. Um, you know, whether it be Evan Mobley, Dean Wade, or or Robin Lopez, this dude was making some very very difficult shots. Um, he just couldn't be stopped. And all in all, Siakam finished with I believe, uh, man, just 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 got me all flustered. Eighteen points. 11 rebounds, five assists on 17 of 14 shooting from the field. He just, he kind of seems like he shut the caps down every single opportunity that he got. And I, I shit you guys not, like there were multiple possessions in which the Cavs and most notably Dean Wade and Evan Mobley were literally glued to this man and somehow his shots were just falling. You know, they're, the, some of the defensive possessions that were were on display out there, the Cavs, I just don't know if they could have handled it any better. And, you know, what's that old setting? Um, good defense, better offense. <laughs> um, and that's that's kind of the case. That was kind of the case for Pascal Siakam tonight as Cleveland defended him. To my knowledge, you know, from what my eyeballs were telling me, the good old eye test, I felt that they defended him pretty well tonight despite his pretty good scoring numbers and, you know, in his shooting from the field, I felt that they defended him just about as good as they could with who they had available. And uh, that's not the cop out that it sounds like, like Dean Wade and Evan Mobley did a pretty good job trying to make life difficult for Pascal, but he just, you know, he, he outshone him on that end. And that's going to happen from time to time. And you can live with that 
if you're, you know, if you're also making shots on the other end. But that was the problem, you know, for the Cavs. They just could not seem to make a damn shot to save their lives. Outside of Evan Mobley and franchise point guard Darius Garland, nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody, could get it going tonight. And that includes the usually impactful Donovan Mitchell. And speaking of Donovan, the Raptors, like I said earlier, they really executed their defensive game plan on him. Just, I, I, I don't even know what Nick Nurse said to these guys, um, you know, heading into tonight's game, but they absolutely shut down Donovan Mitchell. And he was held to eight points on three of 11 from the field, and he was consistently doubled, and they threw so many bodies at him, like, I would love to know his thought process because, you know, on a night to night basis, you know, and I I don't think this is crazy to say at this point. I mean, we're now 21 games into the 2022-23 season. I do not think it's ludicrous to say that Donovan Mitchell is the Cavaliers best player. Um, I think we now have all seen that. You know, that's no slight to Darius Garland, who is a all star point guard in his own right. And Evan Mobley, the up and comer. And, you know, Jared Allen, who, while some people believe he's the third or fourth best player on the Cavs, might very well be the most important uh, from an offensive and defensive standpoint, just based on what the Cavaliers like to do on both of the ends of the court. But my point me, my, my point being that Donovan Mitchell, you know, he is going to consistently get the defense's best efforts on a night-to-night basis just because they know – he is the one guy. He 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 really is that guy out there who you you have to focus on most of the time. And you know, Don, Darius Garland is also there, but Donovan Mitchell, I feel like, is just on a different level in terms of scoring. So for them to hold him to eight points, absolutely phenomenal defensive effort. Um, you know, and this is honestly, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion. This was his worst outing of this season so far. He literally finished with, I, I want to say, the worst plus minus of any Cavalier tonight at minus 21. <laughs> and uh, there were some pretty pretty shitty performances tonight. So I just want you guys to keep that in mind. It's it's not as if Donovan Mitchell was the only person who, who played terribly tonight. There was multiple performances, especially in terms of shooting, uh, that, that were just Awful, just flat out awful. So for him to have the worst plus minus on the floor speaks volumes about what Toronto was able to do on that end of the floor. So I got to give them props for that. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is just a shitty performance all around and one that we could probably see coming. Um, like I said, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat things here. I'm not going to make excuses, but you could kind of see this one coming from a mile away. It just kind of felt like, Heading into this, the Cavs were going to be in for a rough one from the jump. Just, just how it is. I mean, anytime the engine of your offense in Donovan Mitchell gets shut down to only eight points, you know shit is just not going right. <laughs> just just off. Everybody just seemed to be off tonight. And what's more, you know, Cleveland got just 18, I want to say 18 points combined from Isaac Okoro, Dean Wade, and Mitchell. Let that sink in. 18 points from three of your starters combined. One of them who was averaging over 27, 28 points a game still, I think. Uh, so just just absolutely brutal night 
They they shot a combined seven of 32 from the field, my friends. Seven of 32 from the field. That's 21.8%. 21.8%. Just sheesh. Goddamn. <laughs> like, uh, Isaac Okoro was literally one of 11 from the field tonight. And I, I want to say he was 0 of 4 from three-point range. I could be spacing out on that. No, 0 of 5. Okay. 0 of 5 from three-point range. And this is a guy who so many of us, myself included, uh, want to go ahead and just let that three ball fly whenever he has the opportunity to. And tonight, I mean, he had some open opportunities, much like so many other Cavaliers. He just couldn't get the shot to drop. And with Isaac Okoro, we know how much based in confidence his play is. Tonight is not going to help that. Going 1 of 11 from the field, going 0 of 5 from the from the three-point you know, from, from range is not going to help your confidence one bit. Uh, he's literally, he's really going to have to sit down and, and, and analyze the tape here. And honestly, once he gets it all in, he's going to have to just forget about this performance. Most of these Cavaliers, if not all of them are going to have to do that just because tonight was not a performance. They're going to look fondly on when they, when they put that tape on and JB's ripping into him. Um, it's not going to be a, uh, uh, a good memory, let's just say the least. It it was Brick City. <laughs> it was literally Brick City up in here. Like on tonight, you just you just kind of felt the the energy. It was it was it was palpable. I mean, any shot they put up, I felt honestly that they were gonna miss. It just felt like there were so many so many shots chucked up because without Jared Allen, who we now know is like such an important player to the Cavs scheme both offensively and defensively we know like this team likes to play pick and roll heavy we know that they like to play inside out but you just can't do that when you don't have the presence that is jared allen i mean we talk all the live long day about the progression of evan mobley we talk about the added depth that is robin lopez um neither of those guys is on jared allen's level when it comes to pure play at the center position they're just not that's not a knock on lopez lopez is a little bit up there in age and evan mobley is not a traditional center i continue to say that i truly believe that he'll never be one he doesn't need to be one uh but with that said that just goes to show you the value of what jared allen brings to the table because he allows you to play the way that you would like to and honestly Jared Allen covers up so many things. Like, um, I think so many of us just, and, and I got to, again, throw myself into this. So many of us just want to, to, to gloss over some of these inconsistencies that this team has. We want to, um, you know, just kind of turn a blind eye to some of the, uh, the disadvantages that they put themselves at at certain times. Jared Allen covers up for a lot of their deficiencies. And his absence is really, really being felt big time right now, um, especially tonight when you had uh, Toronto consistently forcing you to play outside in. Like their post presence was absolutely lacking today. And Toronto was really able to do whatever they wanted. It, it just was not a pretty sight. And that just goes to show you how valuable Jared Allen is. So if anybody ever questions that, anybody still on the fence about Jared Allen's contract, which I'm sure nobody is at this point, he, he kind of dispelled all that last season. Tonight, 
just is another feather in the cap in that in that regard just how important a guy like jared allen is to the cavaliers and um i know some people think that this team is kind of structured poorly that if they can miss allen and be this affected by it that they're just not ready to compete with certain with certain eastern conference foes i get that uh, but I just want to keep him. I just want everybody to keep in mind that this is still a work in progress. The Cavaliers are not championship robust. This is not. This was not a playoff game. Although you know, each game against Toronto is probably going to carry that type of weight. Um, it's not the end all be all. Cavaliers are still trying to figure some things out. They have not really had a healthy bunch of guys for that uh, for a long length of time, and I get it. This is the professional league, you know, the NBA. No team is ever truly going to be healthy, but the Cavaliers, much like last season, have been stricken by injuries. So many players have missed time, and it has effectively caused guys to play out of position. It's caused guys to try and adjust to new roles. It's just it's not pretty. And it it, it really has made the team seem as if they're always fighting to climb back and get back into games. And typically, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell to can carry that load. But as we saw tonight, that just was not the case. Darius Garland did his part with uh, 18 points and, and 10 assists on a much better night from the field, 7 of 11, 2 of 5 from 3. But Donovan Mitchell wasn't able to show up just because the, the Raptors, again, executed their excellent defensive game plan and locked him down. That's, it's just as simple as that. And so those two, your, your star backcourt can only play hero ball so much and, and, and you come out the victor tonight, the Cavs just did not have it. And that was, you know, that was apparent. Nobody really had it. I mean, the, the, just the bad shooting went around and there's blame to be placed everywhere in that regard. And, and uh, injuries just further, further accentuate that issue. I mean, J.B. Bickerstaff, who has come under fire a lot recently for playing small rotations, typically, you know, a seven or eight man rotation was kind of forced to do that again tonight without love, without Lamar, you know, again, still without Rubio. Um, just a lot of absences here to account for. And although you got Karis LeVert back, who, you know, we'll talk about here in a minute, it just did not seem to matter. And with that eight-man rotation tonight, as they opted to roll with Levert and Jetty and Robin Lopez, nobody scored in double figures off the bench. And that, to me, just showcases how important Kevin Love is right now. Like, his absence is absolutely missed. That broken uh, finger, I believe, broken thumb, that's really hurting. And the Cavs just don't have a consistent score off the bench. And that was the, you know, the the thought in mind when moving Karis LeVert to the bench, which just has not worked out in any sense right now. Like, I, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, and this is truly only his third game off the bench this season. Uh, but it just it just does not look good. And we know that this is his first night back, but eight points on two of nine shooting it, uh, two of nine from the field is just not going to cut it most nights it's not going to get the job done and it's certainly not what you expect from a guy who had been very very impactful as a um you know a third or fourth option in the starting unit 
So when you moved him to the bench, thought was he could provide some of that scoring, some of that playmaking that he was able to provide in that third or fourth uh, option role. It just hasn't happened yet. Some of that could be the fact that he just doesn't function well off the bench, and I'm hoping that that is not a consistent trend, but that, that was the case tonight. It could be the fact that he just came off of an injury and is you know, against a very tough opponent. It could be any combination of things. And it, it could be a case of confidence with him just because I, I, I rarely have seen a guy who, it's, can, who can get prone to sh- chucking up shots the way that Levert can, who sometimes looks timid. Now, you know, not, want, not really looking like he's sure if he should shoot the ball or pass it at times during certain possessions. It's, it's mind-boggling. So I'm hoping that Karis Levert is able to to change that. But I'm honestly, I'm just not sure right now. Like nobody off the bench is just all that consistent. We already know the book on Jetty Osmond. Osmond provided nine points to nine. He was his usual inconsistent self, four at twelve from the field, one of eight from three. You just can't count on Jetty to be a flamethrower every night. He's good to, you know, get on a blistering hot streak at times and he can get just as cold just the nature of Jetty Osmond. And then you get to Robin Lopez off the bench, nine points as well. I mean, if you're really, truly relying, and this is not a knock on Robin Lopez. I just want to just want to say that before I, uh, I come off as sounding like I'm dissing him or something. It's not a knock on him. But anytime you're relying on Robin Lopez to be your primary big off the bench, you know it's just it's not great. You're not in a good place from a roster standpoint. And it, maybe I should correct that in, in regards to a health standpoint. Anytime you're depending upon Robin Lopez to be your first big off the bench, it's just not a good thing. It's not ideal. And so Robin can only do so much. He often looks flat-footed at times. He can be taken advantage of by quicker bigs. And, he, I mean, dude just looks slow sometimes. I love Rolo. I love the hook shot. But – it's not something that you truly want to rely upon is against a team like the Toronto Raptors. You can get away with playing him in a, you know, a high minute role tonight. He played 18 minutes um, on most nights. You just, you want to keep that total down. You do not want Robin Lopez playing 18 minutes. If it means that you're trying to climb back into a game, you know, maybe you can make a case for that. If the Cavs have this uh, huge lead, but you don't want that to be the case nine times out of 10 if they're trailing. I mean, those are the facts, at least in my eyes. Um, Just did not have a lot to offer tonight in regards to the bench. And I guess really, honestly, anybody outside of Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, you just did not get a lot. Again, 18 combined points from three other starters in Isaac Dean and Mitchell and off the bench you got you know from the three the the real three rotation members you got 27 points not great absolutely not great throwing the fact that nobody shot well you throwing the fact that nobody could hit a three (laughs) uh you know turnovers and and then you're allowing Toronto to shoot higher percentage than you at 44 percent just a recipe for disaster. And you throw on top of the fact that the Cavs only had 10 healthy players tonight. You can kind of see this coming. And, you know, they just look gas. Three games and four nights will do that to you. 
Again, I'm not trying to make excuses here. They lost. Anytime you step on the basketball court, theoretically, you have a chance to win. But tonight, you could see the loss coming from a mile away. Hence, the title, scheduled loss. This felt like a scheduled loss heading into tonight. Uh, heading into tonight, and that's exactly what I'm going to take it as. I'm not going to get too low on this team right now. I'm trying not to get too high when they win. <laughs> that just kind of seems impossible at times. Call me a homer, but it just felt like a scheduled loss. So as Cavs fans, you listeners out there, I just want you to understand this is still a very, very long season. We're only 21 games into it. The Cavaliers are still in pretty good shape. I mean, uh, you know, prior to, you know, the loss, the Cavs were sitting at 13 and seven. Now with the loss, 13 and eight and third in the East, still pretty good. Pretty good start to the season. I'm damn impressed by the way that this team has managed to start the season out. And hopefully as some of these guys start returning to full strength and you you get more consistency within the starting lineup, I really feel like this team is putting something really good together. Till then, it's a work in progress. You're going to see guys struggle. You're going to see nights like this where the team looks gassed and they can't make a shot. You're going to get frustrated. I just want you guys to understand that. There's going to be times when you're absolutely frustrated with this team, and that's okay. And I have to tell myself that sometimes because, you know, I can be guilty of being too positive at points. But at the same time, this is basketball. <laughs> I mean, the, I'm watching this team, and I'm still having fun watching them because I'm watching this team grow organically. You know, it's just one of those things, and, you know, one of those things that you have to take with a grain of salt losses like this happen when you're, when you're looking at the schedule and you're looking at the opponent, you just, you have to move on to the next one. You have to have short memory as they, they often say, it's just, it, it's still, it's cliche, but it's true. You have to be able to kind of separate these types of losses from the, the season as an, as a whole, there's going to be tremendous highs. There's going to be pretty low lows. And oftentimes it's going to feel like there is no in between, but there is. Cavs are off to a good start. The Cavs will eventually get healthy. And the Cavs are going to be an exciting team to watch for a long time. So try not to get too low. Looking ahead here, you know, what we have on the schedule coming up, uh, I believe the, the Cavs go back on the homestand here. We have a Wednesday night matchup with the Philadelphia 76ers. Goddamn. Another tough matchup um you know as the it's often the case in the nba you got joel Embiid and company um thank god they're still missing as of right now as of right now they're still missing james harden and tyrese maxey so that'll help the Cavs out but the Cavs still as of right now are without the services of jared allen without the services of kevin love and ricky rubio has yet to make his debut i don't even count dylan one there anymore <laughs> um but yes, another tough game. Have to move on from it. Hopefully being back at home helps solve some of these issues. And you always feel better when you're shooting at home. Um, hopefully they're, they're they're able to get some shots up before the game. Hopefully they're getting shots up right now. Goddamn. Just, just not good. Just not good tonight. But again, can't get too low. Got to move forward, and over the next couple of games, you have some winnable games here. 
I'm going to call the Philadelphia game winnable as long as you can do your best to try and contain Joel Embiid. But that's going to be a tall task to ask of Evan Mobley if you don't have Jared Allen. That's the, that's the facts. And then you have a matchup with the Orlando Magic, who are no slouch either, but you're looking at their injury report, and it's just as bad. I mean, uh, no Cole Anthony, Okiki, Jonathan Isaac, Jalen Suggs, Mobamba, Markel Foles, Terrence Ross, Wendell Carter. All listed is out right now. That could change between now and then. But that just goes to show that everybody is dealing with injuries in the NBA, and, you know, we can't make excuses. You have to go out there and, and, and try and win games. The players that are out there uh, should, should take it upon themselves to bring home victory. And I think that they are. They've done a tremendous job this season in, in trying to win despite a lot of these injuries that are have really been hampering them over the last two seasons, really. So I'm still proud of them. That said, you still have a very talented group of players out there who is more than capable of winning games. I thought that they had a chance of victory tonight. Obviously, that wasn't the case, but that is not going to shake my confidence heading into Philadelphia. And it's certainly not going to shake my confidence heading into the matchup with the Orlando Magic. So I'm hoping and praying (laughs) that uh, Donovan Mitchell does not continue to score under double digits, but I don't know. (laughs) Actually, I do know. We know this motherfucker is not going to be held to eight points every single night. So uh, let me let me not throw shade at him before, uh, you know, I'll bring some bad juju down on the team or something. But as I always tell you guys, just to kind of close things out here, if you'd like to reach out to me, you can add it's Cavalier underscore pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and more. If you'd like to be added to the exclusive it's Cavalier Discord chat, you know what to do. Leave a rating, leave a review on whatever streaming service or, you know, whatever, however you're listening or viewing today. If you want to be added to that Discord chat, you know what to do. Leave a rating, leave a review, send a screenshot of that review, and email it to iscavalier53 at gmail.com. I'll send you an invite. That said, go Cavs. Have a good night. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.